0: We've lived a thousand lives together, and we'll be best friends forever.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. We will finish season six of G.I. Joe Extreme at some point, I am sure. But for now, we're doing Chris Christmas. We're doing a Christmas show. <laughs> we're doing a Christmas show here and in, in Chris September. Crisscross. Uh, Crisscross will
0: make you
2: doing
1: a.
0: Thank this you. This is so,
1: so on brand for us. It hurts me. Like inside my insidey places. The night Doing Mac a Mac Christmas yes.
2: show in September or Chan immediately going off the rails to sing uh, 90s hip hop tunes? Why not
0: both? <laughs> wiggity, 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 whack. <laughs> wiggity, this wiggity, is- wiggity,
2: wiggity feet. This is, oh, God dang it.
1: This <laughs> is Knowing Us Half the Podcast, and I am Race to Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Invalido. And you can tell, like nobody interrupted me to start. These guys are relatively on the ball, although Chan's lost his mind, which I mean, is look, how I know that his kid's off at school now.
0: We're we're recording in the morning, which is super unusual. It's weird. You you managed to I think we all managed to hit right at the time where all the uh various uh caffeines and pills and everything it's are just <laughs> we're all just like, yeah, I'm full of oatmeal let's do this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. We are recording this. You guys will believe this. We're recording this just after 9 a.m. Typically, okay. we're recording these well after 9 p.m. because we, we and by we, I mean uh, TVC and Ippolito, talk uh, have a lot of things to say <laughs> hey, and not, have a lot of exciting lately. lives to share about.
2: Not lately. I, I want to get the fuck over.
1: It's true. That is, you know what? Fair. The last month <laughs> or so uh, has been all about Gina being like, can we get done before we get started? Can we try that this time? <laughs> very interesting but anyway we are talking about a christmas special that hit the news recently which is weird because it's 31 years old at this point
0: In the flipping new yorker man what's that
1: In the New Yorker. Yeah. so basically uh it's it's a special from canada a christmas animated special from 1991 called the christmas gift of light and if you have not been online and seen sort of this story unfold on twitter uh the basic gist of it is that there was a user who had a family photo of, I guess, a friend or a friend of a friend, and the family Christmas photo from Canada had a TV in the background with, an anim- with a still from an animated special, and nobody could figure out what the special was. Like, it's just everybody thought it was, like, the littles or any uh-huh. one of a number of Christmas specials, and it, it's been perplexing the internet for, what is it, eight years now? And nobody's been able to get it until finally, like, a week ago, Somebody found out it was called the Christmas gift of light. Soon thereafter, somebody uploaded a VHS recording of this special to YouTube. So we're just going to do it right now uh, and have a talk about it and try to be a little bit, you know, in the moment.
2: Like, yeah, Gina- this was a true, uh, uh, this was a true, like in, in recent years with the rise of true, true crime and true crime podcasts, people talk about how, Oh, people online start to solve a mystery and this was no one was murdered but everyone on the internet came together to solve the mystery of who that elf
0: <laughs> we're all a little bit Scooby Doo here
2: it's yeah i there's there's a quote in the so after this was solved there was a new yorker article wrote, written about it because the the uh, a famous youtuber got involved and posted and say, said does anyone know this image Uh, And there's a line from the New Yorker that I want to read because it's my exact (laughs) reaction when I saw the tweet with the still in it. The New Yorker says there is something about the cartoon that is specific enough to make virtually everyone who sees it believe that they recognize it, but vague enough that nobody actually can. And this was me like this tweet sort of flitted across my Twitter feed. I, I looked at it and was like, oh, I know what that is. And then I realized, like, oh, this has thousands of comments. I'm going to open it and see what's going on. And then when I actually tried to drill down into, like, what I thought I knew, I didn't know anything. <laughs> yes. Well,
1: it turns out that this was a, an animated uh, sh- cartoon, not from any big studio, but from a small Canadian studio that maybe just aired in Canada, which is why, but it's to what Gina said, it's so familiar, the animation, the look of the characters, the character design, all that. And so you just look at it, you're like, yeah, I've seen that before. No, you haven't. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean,
2: online sleuths were, they were like, because I guess the most common thing that people thought it was was the littles. And, like, online sleuths were like, no, the littles have five fingers. This image has four fingers. And they were, like, going into, like, really, like, someone blew up the image uh, and, and like, recolorized it so you could see all the detail and shit like that. And I I became invested, and I chatted the dudes once I saw that it had been solved. And I said, we have to watch this. And two seconds later, Chan sent us the link to watch it.
0: Yeah, I, I got that. Uh, you, you talked about it. I'm like, Okay, whatever, because I hadn't seen it online at all, and uh, you know it's this, and then I just pulled it up on YouTube, and I'm like, "Here it is. What's the big fucking deal?" Was it six, six <laughs> years? Uh, and then I looked down and saw that it had been posted like 15 minutes before. So I'm like, "Man, I'm I'm pretty good. <laughs> just ask me to, and then I'll make it happen."
2: Yeah, you thought you you thought you were the one that cracked it wide open.
0: <laughs> I pretty much did. I, I
1: Robert like. Clark Chan found it after everyone else found it and posted it. <laughs>
2: Uh, this cartoon was, I knew, I knew from the fact that, because like once, once thousands of people are involved, but no one really remembers, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be that sort of bland, bad, that's not bad enough for people to really remember, like remember how bad this is, but absolutely nothing memorable, memorable, memorable about it. And uh having just watched it now, I thought it was pretty fucking bad and I think I'm gonna remember this for years to come
1: <laughs> okay I, I-, I- you were going down a certain path and I was like, Gina, I disagree. Then you turned (laughs) at the last second to the off ramp, and I'm like, okay, she's going to the right place. Like
2: it must've just, it must've just hit kids at a certain time where they like watched so much garbage and discarded it from their brains. Sure. Because I was thinking, oh, it's just going to be, it's going to be like such a, a sort of by the books Christmas special type of thing. And it's so fucking crazy and so bad and so weird. And I, I think I, I, think just watching it means I am now a member of a cult. That's how that's the vibe of the whole cartoon. And also it's, it's got like everything that I hate in it. I mean, I love Christmas. You guys know, I love holidays, but it's got like undercover subtle religion. It's got like, like sci-fi, but it's, it's it, like religion masquerading as sci-fi. It's just bad all around.
0: I, have conflicting thoughts about oh
2: god
0: because on the one hand yes it is absolutely atrocious just terrible (laughs) bad on so many levels on the other hand there are so many individual things that are good about it what i'm like like, oh boy wait a minute how is this how is this not cohering because honestly the animation style is good it's fine
1: Um, perfectly fine
0: there are like like the sort of sci-fi elements are kind of strange but also you know it's kind of a throwback to you know like your he-man where you got like science and sorcery kind of combining in a strange way Uh Uh and i'm like okay you know this could have worked uh in a certain instance um and then also because it's like the the early 90s you know like uh probably went into production in like the late 80s it has this sort of like message of positivity that feels very california kind of a uh, um Mm -hmm. like a filtered hippie thing down to like some some genuine solid positive thinking oh i mean uh, close to in the direction of say uh uh, cognitive behavioral therapy it's like you know like if you if you you know like think good thoughts uh good things can happen in 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 sort of a healthy positive way yeah um and like all of the, and it also feels uh, in some ways, like somebody tried to do something uh, uh, close to their heart. It kind of feels like someone had a really good idea and wanted to make it happen. And then the end product was like totally wonky. And they're like, oh man, this was like the thing that I like, uh, like uh, read to my children when I was a kid. You know, like I, I created these stories for my kids, you know, kind of thing. And it just ended up, kind of trashy and so like all of this stuff is like you're so close to being really interesting but it just all falls apart and yeah so yeah here's the deal
1: here's the deal they're trying to do too much in a small space yep yep Uh, one argument I would
2: agree I would agree because that your your take of someone someone really tried to do something that was close to your heart this to me felt like a like a self-produced cartoon that didn't get notes like it it truly seemed like a a passion project and seeing all like seeing the names at the beginning where it was like it's by these two people these two people voice it, these two people did everything Mm. i was like oh crap this was like they they probably spent like years working on this and it did not but i mean you know who knows maybe it'll be like uh you know, running up that hill, maybe everyone everywhere will start uh, buying merch. Apparently there's now t-shirts with the image on it. I love it. Uh, uh, so maybe those original writers will, will there. enjoy some, some fame now, but, but my biggest pet peeve, which first of all, like when I started watching it, I was like, there is no way this is from 1991. I I, I did all sorts of Googling because it, the animation does not look like it looks very to me sort of in the generation of like the Heat Miser and and it looks like late 70s to me. So the oh, animation wow. is not great. Uh,
0: the design because, is not 70s, though. The design... I, I,
2: Here's the thing. Until we get to the soulmates themselves, like the elves and the bad guy in it, like they they seemed very sort of like bootleg Rankin and Bass to me. Until we get to the more, uh, what's that cartoon with the little little Martians flying around? Not Marvin the Martian, but are
0: thinking a Gazoo?
2: Yeah, Gazoo. That the 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 soulmates themselves give me Gazoo vibes uh but but yeah like the animation to me looked very old school and i was thinking of other stuff that was done in like the 90s and i was like all right we're like batman x-men like you know even kids cartoons were more sophisticated by now so this animation is is not 1991 but it in was in the United apparently.
1: States in the United States. Remember, this is this is coming from the same part of the <laughs> world that Deke era G.I. Joe came from. And you need to keep that in mind. I mean,
2: I mean, they're not it's not a third world country where they're like, oh, we oh, we, the red in the cartoons is made from our blood. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, I disagree.
1: <laughs> Canada animation is a third world country. And I will I will say it out loud.
2: I mean, that's Take fair that, enough. May, maybe they were like eight years behind in terms of animation trends or whatever. They
1: just got blue jeans in canadian animation but <laughs> so well, yeah saying this, this is to that me, this eight to me years. felt
2: like a much older a much older cartoon and and uh, while i agree with everything else that chan said i i just don't like a uh, uh, secret religion i don't yes. like i don't like t- presenting something to kids and then halfway through being like this character's name is doubting thomas
0: <sighs> here's the th- yeah okay
1: because, that didn't bother me. That's, look, that's the because thing that will always didn't bother get me. Didn't
0: look, I'm, I understood the reference TV's Gina Ippolito. <laughs> I'm more of a God hater than anybody I know. And <laughs> so I feel like I uh have a good sense of when that stuff comes in. And that's kind of why I feel like the underpinnings of this isn't Christian. It is kind of uh, like I was saying, kind of like a uh, um a watered down. Uh, 80s California vibe and that's why especially when you're talking about the uh, soulmate (laughs) characters they're straight up surfer dudes and
2: I guess that's true
1: see I actually going to go back for one sec before we really break this thing open I disagree with uh, what Gina said about no notes I would make the opposite I think that this is when they took every note (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they put it all in because it's it starts off just like okay what if we have an evil pimp wizard uh, who does mildly mischievous pranks and thinks he's ending the
2: world? Great. He's also well, never named, right? Like he's Angus.
1: It, His name is Angus. Oh, is
2: he named like three fourths of the way through? Because yes,
1: they don't say it right away.
2: Because yeah, just just at first, there's a dude, and and I guess he's like the you know like again he gives me he's give he's given me sort of like heat miser snow snowmeister. Vibes, But he's clearly supposed to be the like anti-Christmas guy. Well, we'll get into him. Yes. But But yeah, they don't they don't tell us like right off the bat who he is. And he has someone there. He could easily turn to his little toady and and say, oh, yeah, like I I hate goodness and I hate Christmas. But instead, he's just sort of like, I'm going to cause chaos i'm gonna i'm gonna fuck up a blind girl
1: so what i'm hearing is that this this character uh created the walking phoenix joker and the (laughs) heath ledger joker in fact a whole generation of people who think they're the joker but they're just online racists is
2: that what i'm hearing (laughs) yeah this this 1991 character from a canadian cartoon that no one had heard of until a week ago.
1: No, but I would say right now, look, you got an evil wizard pimp. You've got Santa you, giving up. You've got Comet featured for the first time, maybe ever. You've got a dog and you've got space children. Like, Not just a I, dog, I would argue a that just anything that an dog. executive wanted to see. Uh, yeah. For a blind girl. Oh, Anything an executive wanted to see. Like, yeah, we'll add that in. Yeah, we'll add that in. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> a great note, boss. We'll put in space children. Yeah. Everybody wants that. What if, what if, what if a moon talked? Yeah, 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 dude. It's in. In. <laughs>
0: Can he as sing too? Great, those, let's do it.
2: As you're saying each of them, I kept thinking you would come to the end, and then I kept remembering all of the weird <laughs> shit in here.
0: Here's here's Gabrielle St. George is the person that wrote and created. I want to know more about this person. <laughs> She's a Canadian screenwriter. I found her by Googling. She has her own deal. She's a screenwriter and story editor with, uh, first off, with credits of on over a hundred produced television shows. Wow! Even though IMDb only shows three, uh, she's like a Whoa. a mystery writer and has like a like a whole series of books. And she like lives it, on the shores of Lake Huron. Um, well, who doesn't? Has like four kids and dogs. We
2: and- get it. You love her, and you love her. This car. You love this cartoon.
0: I'm just saying that, like, she she was the this is sort of like an anomaly. Um, And I. I, it feels like a passion project. It feels like someone from Canada imagining what living on a beach in California is like. (laughs) Interesting.
1: Well, tell you what, let's let's break this thing open because it starts on the twas the night before the night before Christmas. So December 23rd and very we, important we, very important we meet our evil magical pimp and his a little person friend who has a beard, has a stubble beard and a cigar so you know that they're evil he's also got a snidely whiplash mustache the evil pimp does and yeah. he has a magic wand that creates lightning hands that he can interact with the environment with and i'm already like you know what this guy's kind
2: of cool I forgot about the lightning hands. That never even
1: really comes back, does it? He uses it later on, but like, yeah, he usually. So essentially he wants to spread negative energy to the world with very cheap pranks, like shoving a kid into the snow after pulling his hat down or putting a cat up in a tree (sighs) or temporarily disorienting a dog.
2: Yeah, I the the seeing eye dog was the weirdest of that because you're right that the first few were like oh haha like fucking stupid kid pushed into the snow. We I all left. do that when we go home yeah. to New Jersey and see a little kid unsupervised by the snowbanks. And oh, then, God. you know, like putting a cat up a tree, I hate him and I hope he dies. I'm assuming that someone got that cat down. But then he like almost kills a blind girl, okay. and the and the like yeah. A to Hold Z on. is very is a very big
0: lead because there this girl is blind. We established that for a second. I was trying to figure out there was a shot where she's like putting on her clothes, uh, humming like a uh, um jingle bells, and yep. then they cut to like a um a table where her scarf is, and she like puts her hand down, and then kind of like.
1: Yeah, she searches She kind of moves for it. around a little bit. She can't find it. That's yeah. how you
0: know she's blind. That's what I knew. Well, that's I for a second I was like, this is a really weird animation. <laughs> Are they trying to pad this thing out? And then like and then it becomes clear. And I'm like, Oh, you know what? That's not too bad. That is a so- good expression. You figured out that she was blind. Uh and then she walks outside. The dog has been somehow temporarily blinded or whatever. He's her seeing eye dog. She walks down the stairs and into the road, and the dog's like, oh, shit, I'm supposed to be her guide dog. And he blames himself for that, even though she is a blind girl (laughs) who is walking out into the snow downstairs. She knows where the goddamn stairs are. She knows where the street is. She lives there, and she walks straight out in the street. She doesn't grab the dog and say, like, hey, come on, let's go, dog. She just, like, fucking Bolts right out the middle of the street, and the dog blames himself. Well, to be fair, she tried to reach for the dog, but he was slightly out of reach. So
1: she's like, "Fuck it, I'm going in the street."
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and also like the so like she almost gets killed by the co- by this car because it's snowy, and he can't. And she's a small blind girl, and he can't. And the guy drives he's the going like hear.
0: sixty miles he, an hour he, down he, a residential street. Yes, he is. He,
2: realizes he almost murdered her because he's very shook and then he peels the fuck out you get Um, out
1: of there you get out of there before the cops show up absolutely no i get that's the one part that felt the most (laughs) most real to me when he puts his head straight on the steering wheel exhales realizing his life did not just end by killing another (laughs) and gets the fuck out of there i loved that now here's the deal and here's the question because immediately given the situation and what we just saw my assumption was this blind girl is like in her early twenties, and she owns this house. What? Because here's the deal. Because why else would a nine year old blind girl be going off at night into the streets by herself? Okay. And- first of all, Ray is a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, I'm trying to make sense of this scene. You, that does not mean I molest children TV, Gina this, Polito. You no, know, this is
2: 100%. Is your Fox
1: you, News interview later? Are you just uh, grooming
2: yourself up for it? What's going on right this now? This is 100%. Your defense in court is is everyone shows a picture of a girl who is clearly about seven years old. And Ray says, I thought this was a 39-year-old woman. No, because it's
1: situational, Gina. One, we don't actually know. Yeah, we don't know she, how tall she, she is compared a, she to other people in front of a bar why was how was i supposed to assume she was seven <laughs> thank you my point is where is she fucking going why does she have somewhere to be if she's seven years old a- in the nighttime by herself and no one apparently else lives in this house she doesn't no know what's the sounds. night time she's lied.
0: <laughs> her mother lives there we see or hear her later
1: Later, wow. but not in that moment. In that moment, I just assumed she owned the house and had somewhere to be her AA meeting or something. Look,
2: it's two days before Christmas. She's clearly she's clearly doing some last minute shopping. She's gonna end up on a on a, she's, she's gonna going end to buy up a online
0: of from the uh beach like- uh- the place down on the corner. Then she's going to meet the guy that she's been missing all year. And <laughs> then they're you. going to uh, have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
2: No, she's going to be standing in line with a beautiful pair of Christmas shoes. Oh, and not oh, having God, damn no. God damn
0: no. it. Gina, no, Don't you dare. He's
2: going to turn to the guy behind the counter. No, and he's going to see that she's a blind girl.
0: Nope, I already <laughs> I already brought in Christmas wrapping. You're not allowed to bring in Christmas shoes. I preempt you.
2: <laughs> but and her mother new, is not feeling very well and really she's going to see know.
0: Jesus
1: soon.
2: <laughs> yeah, she she wants she wants her mama to look beautiful.
1: So my point is, where is this kid? I understand she has to get in the street to almost die to set up the dog leaving, but why, why is she leaving? There's like, no, she doesn't say anything. She just like, gotta go. And then she's just out the door in the street. And I, that made me just so mad when I found out later on that she was a small child.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I also agree. Fuck this blind girl. Uh, because this like this poor, poor dog, Uh, is is like like immediately sees that his human almost died and is and falls into a deep depression and says i guess i can't take care of her anymore i i probably need a seeing eye dog myself and it is the saddest thing and all that girl had to do like his the dog's blindness wears off after about 30 seconds all that girl needed to do was be like dog 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 Uh, dog are you here
1: if you have a seeing eye dog that is so important to you, why is he sleeping outside in the snow?
0: He's not sleeping outside. He is prepared for them to go pick up cranberries. <laughs> like, look, <laughs> He's I'm clearly not prepared. Chan. I'm not blaming the dog. It's not the, I blame dog's the dog. That she did that. That's on her. But the fact that his first thought is, I can't do this anymore. I need to. uh build a new life. I need to change my name. I need to run away. That's some shit that he needs a doggy therapist for. And I don't, I'm not putting it on anybody, but the dog is, uh, has got some issues to work through.
1: Yeah. Only we also see an image of the little girl with the dog. dog at a young age, which also makes sense if this girl is 20 because he's an older dog. He and is therefore an he feels he's going to be put out. But I'm saying like my narrative makes sense and I'm going to be defending it all. Episode yeah. Apparently. You defend it all the way to, to the penitentiary, sir. How dare you? <laughs> um, no, here's the deal though. I, well, we passed over one of the most important aspects of the evil pimp. And that's every single time he uses his magic wand, a very important <laughs> sound plays that we do need to hear right now. Just the hardest guitar shred riff <laughs> from the 1980s you could ever want every single time. And to me, it never got old. It, that bit never got old. I'm thinking about incorporating it to basically
0: everything I write from this
1: point forward, including uh, Caveman and period
0: pieces. It's definitely like it makes sense that you know Darth Vader comes on the screen here, da 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 da, but it's so jarring and out of place because like none of it it doesn't match up with any of the rest of the music in the thing. It's just some weird. It's like oh, rock and roll is evil, full of (laughs) negative energy. Which again, when you live on the shores of a lake here on as as a mystery author with your four dogs and her partner that's that is like the worst thing in the world
1: you know we have this magical pimp what if every time just a suggestion you could do with it what you will but what if every time you used a magic spell we had an 80s guitar shred every note every note is a yes yes sir we're doing it that's the point
0: yeah i still say that it's it's entirely gabrielle st george Wow, 100% her, her baby.
1: Unfortunately, I might have to actually start leaning in that direction because I kind of look at this production and I'm like, there's no way there were that many executives involved. <laughs> Maybe yeah. just one really bad one.
2: Yeah, there's no, this is, this is very, uh, this is very much like, a f- felt like a first draft.
1: <laughs> so we cut over to future Santa, who's reading the newspaper from his space lounge.
2: <laughs> Yeah, the only way
1: I can really describe it.
2: And and here's the thing. I I was confused about where the hell he is. He he clearly does look like he's on a space station. Yeah.
0: At the North Pole. The fun thing about this is that it is set at a time that is pretty clearly the future. Well, okay. Probably the future. The bad guy has a rocket sled, a hover car sled thing. Yeah. Uh, He just goes flying around in it. And Santa has also a rocket sled, but it's like like a Santa sled with like a bubble over it kind of thing. He's uh, and he, he's in a chair that, you know, moves around Jetson style. So like at least these guys are in the future, which like a lot of uh, th- uh, properties that think about the future, like, oh, in the year 1994, everyone will have jet packs. But, like, everything else <laughs> in this world is it's pretty normal. normal. It's very normal. Which is, like, how it actually happens. Like, in 2022, you know, some, if you ask somebody from 1980, what would the, you know, 42 years in the future look like, they, they would be like, oh, yeah, every, every <laughs> building is now uh, solid steel and, you know, looks shiny with all sorts of lights on it. Like, no, it's going to look basically like it is now, but some things will be a little bit different. But now um, we have neon lights. This kind of nails that. I don't hate that part of it. Yeah,
1: but it's also only the magical characters are the ones with the cool shit. That's true. You know, like yeah, you know, we've got rocket car, rocket Santa sled. But that schlub on the street in the snow, he's just driving <laughs> <laughs> and his brakes don't even work that well. No. Um. So he's reading a newspaper. Future Santa is. And in the news, I love this newspaper because like the opening page is just like, you know, bad things happening. Flips to the second page, robbery with a giant <laughs> picture of a guy with a gun on the steps of a bank. And I'm just like, this is the most exciting newspaper ever. <laughs> they really get to where they need to get to quickly. And then the third one, third page, war begins with giant battleships. And I'm like, shouldn't that have been on
0: the front page? I mean, this is basically what news is today. Yes. This is television news
1: this is I'll yes this, it. yes and it's santa just looks at it and then he, he watches a video on his like uh, uh oval shaped tv from the future mm. and he just watches a, a march of dimes street santa get beat up and mugged by two thugs <laughs> and then really on a really overweight one just sort of like the camera hovers on him for like a good 15 seconds and he's just watching <laughs> him jiggle and i'm just like what is happening to me right now am i having a stroke turns out no santa's just depressed by the state of the world uh maybe that negativity that evil angus pimp wizard has uh, uh, has been trying to put out there is really affecting people but santa gets very very depressed and just takes off
2: yeah this is this is one of those things that like i i want to see the pitch bible for this because i wasn't clear on it is it because Is like, are we supposed to assume that Angus, evil Angus and his toady putting cats in trees and murdering blind girls, it it has, has infected the whole world or is this like another one of those, oh, just, you know, the natural state of the world is that crime is on the rise and, and people are more depressed than usual. And if there's one thing that can bring them together, it's Christmas because, yeah, like I wanted to know what's the correlation between evil Angus and this bad news. Is he causing it? Is he going around to all these cities and 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 like doing all this stuff? It was not clear, and I wanted clarity, which Absolutely. I think, uh, which I think, Absolutely. an exec giving notes would have delivered on.
0: No, he's a symptom. He's not the he's not the disease proper. But uh, he's a,
2: he's a magic man who's trying to cause chaos. So you're telling me that's not there's no point to that plot point. Well,
0: he said with a smile.
2: You don't have to love me. Let so me the away.
0: early 90s. No hey, hey, I'm no. singing here. No, <laughs> no, nobody wants this. Also, Every,
1: everybody,
2: well, everybody
0: wants, wants, this. wants it. Everybody wants this. Uh, I was, I'm looking on IMDb and there is actually information in here. Wicked Angris McBrag. That's his name. Oh, okay. A-N-G- R-I-S. Oh, not so Angus. Angus and Angris. And McBrag. I thought I heard McGray at one point. But Ooh. yeah, McBrad. McGriddle. McGriddle. Uh, the character, the soulmate characters' names, because I also got this wrong Orion, which I yeah. understood, and Aurelia, Aurelia, which yeah. I assumed yeah. to be like it, like Roman, like uh, like gold, a u r e l i a, yeah. It is o r i l l i a, so kind of like Guerrilla. Dumb, I don't, oh, God, I, I don't almost know. got that right. I, I did start know.
1: it with an o when I wrote it down. That's dumb. Good job, dumb. me. Now the thing I I, I asked this question later, but I'll ask it now is to what to what you guys are saying, uh, especially Gina. What is this bad guy's goal? Like, what exactly is his end game? Who does he work for? What is he trying to accomplish? Because near as I could tell, he dropped down from the sky in his pimp uh, flying car, did three mildly mischievous things, and then cackled and took off and said, "Next, the world." And I'm like, I don't, I don't. Is he? Do- is this like one of nine thousand places he went? Or <laughs> yeah, or that, is, that's. Is, is he that, just bad at planning?
2: Yeah, I want the direct correlation. I want it to be like maybe maybe the world is a little bit more depressed around the holidays, but this guy is also ushering in a whole new a whole new wave of depression. I feel uh, it's he's, just clear to me.
0: He's got a long term plan, obviously, and he he says it. It's this been years. I find the he says that thing. I he feel says like that. The little stuff is um, honestly, oh, he does it just because like he starts out uh, doing small things. He starts doing you know bigger and bigger things. I want to put out more negative energy in the world. He uh, starts formulating this master plan. At the same time, he's still doing the little stuff, you know, like a, like a bank robber or something like that, just picking pockets every now and then, just kind of doing got to what pick he a
2: does. Or too. And
0: I feel like this last thing that he does, the blinding the dog, actually. Uh, he sows the seeds of his own destruction you see so it kind of makes sense in a storytelling way i don't okay. hate that
2: all right uh, we get it you have a boner for this weird canadian cartoon
0: it's a weird boner it's a <laughs> conflicted boner weird boner um i'm not gonna say that i i'm proud of this boner but you know <laughs> well- it's there. Let's get to the
1: space kids now, because this is the thing I literally at a certain point, or this is right around when the space kids show up, I go, are we just going to get two minute vignettes from a bunch of random characters? And then just have it be the end. Like I, I keep at this point, I'm like, get to the F and point already. Like how many different worlds do we need to be introduced to? Uh, 90. These, quite honestly, these, uh, these space kids were replaceable. You didn't really need them in the story. I understand the point they serve, but you could have given other people those roles.
2: This was also a uh, this was I I think these are like the famous voice talent, according to the New Yorker or whatever it is. But uh, this was the the moment where I was like, oh, so they're like ripping off, but making it worse. It's a wonderful (laughs) life because you have everything that they have in the God speaking to Clarence scene. Oh, shoot. In, in It's a Wonderful Life, there is like a winking deity saying this this individual has lost all hope. And in this case, it's sort of like this Santa and this blind dog have lost all hope. You got to find Santa to save Christmas. And I was like, OK, so this is their are they just are they just like taking things from various Christmas specials and Christmas movies and smooshing them together in a yeah. disgusting stew
1: Mm-hmm. This is the throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks of Canadian 90s Christmas animation. I mean, they are hoping one of these would pop out. Yeah. You don't know which one's going to be the Urkel. So you just put out like nine potential Urkels Ugh. and hope one of them sticks. Too um, oops, oops, all Urkels. Oops, all Urkels. <laughs> I,
0: I think the biggest uh, strike <laughs> against this. No, oops, all Urkels is dumb.
1: No, I loved it. I loved it. Gina, point, point for Gina. You. Put it on the
0: board. Put it on the board. Uh, is that it feels like those cartoons where they're intending to push a product, like we're going to merch this thing, sure. And it feels like the way these two characters, these soulmates, there's no reason to call them soulmates, like with a capital S, like that. Uh, unless you're like trying to brand the thing. Okay. Uh, yes, it feels like, uh, and the way they uh sh- show their attributes feels like they want you to say like oh yes this is a thing that obviously exists and i can just go down to the store and buy it i know what these characters things are already because they're presenting it in such a way that uh, um i i feel like i've seen commercials for this so it feels very commercial um it may not be again it may just be like these are stories i told to my kids growing up but the way it's presented feels like i should be going out to buy dolls later this year
1: G.I. <laughs> Joe will return after these messages Nobody beats G.I. Joe It's the Cobra Imp Cobra Imp's a tower rocket power the Rockets separate to lay down
0: anti-vehicle mines That's why
1: the Imp's so important to Cobra Nobody beats G.I. Joe The
0: G.I. Joe Swamp Master. There's are Storm Shadow and Shockwave Swamp Masher's ready for some Cobra chasing. Ripping through the
1: swamp for can but not And nobody beats G.I. until the real American hero. Swamp Masher, Cobra amp, and Figure sold separately. Joe Joe Now, back to G.I. Joe. No, Chanda, what you're saying, I swear, and I'm checking the closing credits again, but they're called soulmates. There's an actual song in here, which we'll get to in just a sec, which is like everybody needs a soulmate. And I swear that at the end of the credits, there's something referring to like soulmate productions. So I believe if I'm if I'm trying to put this together here is that uh, what they're trying to do is have these soulmates be a thing and then put them in different situations where they can bring cheer in various encounters and then become a big deal as the soulmates and they are are the cool. Here we go. 1991 copyright soulmate productions incorporated all rights reserved. They were trying to make the soulmates a thing.
2: I mean, I mean fair- here's the thing. Anyone can make a production company. I yeah. myself have Pick Your Brain Productions. This to me, all this, all this says to me is that this this writer has, has that's the name of her production company. I'm just saying, if
1: we find out that there were like nine other Canadian cartoons from the <laughs> '90s with the soulmates in it, I'm going to be vindicated. I, don't,
2: I mean, Twitter would have solved that mystery by now. I don't they think anybody's have, asking that have. mystery. But I just think I think it's hilarious, though, that there are there are people now like walking around with a picture of this this like thing inside a nine a '90s TV at like like because they didn't the the people who found it on twitter were not like doing merch from the actual cartoon they were no. creating merch from the picture the family photo that had this paused on in the background and that to me is just hilarious like that it's hilarious to me that there are some canadians walking around right now with a, a picture of this santa or elf or whatever oh in, my goodness
1: Y'all, I'm looking at the YouTube video right now, and one of the comments from two days ago is from Gabrielle St. George saying, hey, I'm the creator, writer, and producer of this Xmas special. It aired on the CBC for five years and sold internationally and went to video. So glad you guys are enjoying it.
2: Oh, my (laughs) God.
1: (laughs) And he says, uh, and the guy who posted it says, this would explain how it showed up on a random VHS Xmas collection in Wisconsin. I'm so glad you're a part of this mini internet fame. (laughs) Wow,
2: I'm glad she's, I'm glad someone
1: made her aware of it. I'm a little shocked that this thing's been going around Twitter for eight years and she just never saw it and said that was mine. I mean,
2: I'm not. How how many people do you know that are like sitting on Twitter looking at it? I, I distinctly got the impression from that original New Yorker thread that it was, it was. Like Reddit threads, but but the original tweet did not take off enough to to get international fame until recently, with the help of a of that famous YouTube guy. But like, if I post something like, "Hey, help me identify this," people are going to be like, "Gina, you have four thousand followers. This is not going viral."
1: Here's the deal: the year is twenty forty nine. Somebody posts a still image from a comic book of a lady also shaped like a toilet, <laughs> and everyone says, "I remember this comic from the late teens."
2: And then, who and can then,
1: identify this comic? And sadly, TV's Gene Napolitano is not there to say it was Babe Squad.
2: <laughs> and then someone records a podcast where they're like, "This really feels like it's all over the place." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, was there any was there any was there any, was already editor's notes on this babe squad thing. <laughs> falling into a pile of fur coats. What are we talking about right now?
0: I made it a Christmas special so it could stand alone, but the hope was for a series. We got oh. close. We had a deal with Paragon Entertainment. They were buying up a lot of animation and animation companies at the time, but then they went bankrupt.
2: Okay, so what I'm hearing is what I'm hearing is is that this IP is available for me to reboot.
1: Oh <laughs> God, Gina,
0: here we go. Get in on it while the iron is hot. Oh oh, oh, oh ha ha ha. I own all the rights. I don't think these characters had much of a future, but who knows? I'll keep you posted. <gasps>
1: Gina, you gotta hook up with this lady. I like that. I'm sure, I'm three sure based on, minutes based on three what go. I've said on this podcast
2: so far, she would be eager to team up with me.
1: <laughs> this is an up to the minute. This is an up to the minute podcast. i would sad you're not listening to it as we're recording it. But <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So let's let's push this along a little bit because um the space kids are named Orion and Aurelia. They have their first ever mission to spread cheer. I am a little confused as to their station, their their role in the world in the universe. Doesn't matter. Yeah. No. Um, they're, they're being. Ex-
0: they're exactly the angels from uh uh yeah Miracle.
1: Yeah, so Comet. The why they picked Comet as the leader of the reindeer was I thought a little bit weird. Like, when
2: was he's that only, ever established?
0: He's the only one who the rights aren't where uh, the rights were available for. <laughs> you know yeah, what, fair
2: enough. The only yeah, public domain like, reindeer. On Comet, Comet on Cupid. He's clearly in charge. He's the first one they name. Yeah, but like I'm the first one named on this
1: show, and I'm clearly not the one in charge. <laughs>
2: that just means that you created it, but but this is when Santa calls them. The first name he calls is Comet in a well, The first name room. he calls that technically
1: means... is An. Is oh my God.
2: Can on. We, it's, it's 10 a.m. I need to I need to get on with my day and forget that this ever happened. <laughs>
1: so can we hear the soulmate song? Because I feel like that's important. It even gets reprieved later.
2: Yeah. Someone only
0: And it continues on in that that's
1: and that's, you know... that's the music that plays in the background of those like churchy PSAs that would happen on Saturday morning cartoons that are just like be nice to the weird kid,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, this is this is very uh 80s uh, uh mellow pop kind of sound, uh, um, yeah. I would, I would jam out a little, yeah.
2: Well. I didn't hate the song,
1: did not hate the song. Look, it's catchy, I'm just saying. Uh, Miss St. George, uh, you need to team up with TV's Gina Ippolito <laughs> and make this thing happen. It's, it's the only way it's going to happen near as I can see it. So get on the horn with Pick Your Brain Productions, Gina Ippolito. Yeah, let's do this. Cutting back to the North Pole, now our first big plot twist. We have a new elf who's actually the little person from the first scene, still with stubble and cigar, but now dressed as an elf. You could just and call all- him an
0: elf. He's,
1: he's an elf. Well, he's an elf now. We didn't know he was an elf then. I, I wanted to. I wanted to save the mystery, Chan. Did he not have pointy ears back then? Yeah, I
2: assumed from the get-go that he was he was a bad elf.
1: Oh, I've seen too many old Disney things to know that there's just a a diminutive sidekick sometimes with stubble and a cigar, and not making the racist assumption that he's an elf. No, Thank but you. they
2: give him elf. Don't they give him elf characteristics?
0: Uh, I'm looking at the wow. picture now. He does not have pointy ears. He oh. is he is a little
2: person.
1: Huh. Thank you. Doesn't he have elf characteristics? You know what that is, Gina?
2: I mean, this is this is wow. in the live action version of this, uh mm-hmm. this character would be uh played by Susie from uh Marvelous Mrs. Maisel.
1: You know what? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know. That's yeah, I, th- I think I think you're right. <laughs> and none of us can remember the actress's name. How about that? <laughs> that makes We all love her i think she's great cannot remember her name i, I mean here's the I thing can't. i
2: feel like our listeners know what i'm talking about when i say Susie from Mar- yeah voice is lois and family guy for like alex two Bornstein. three
1: decades don't remember her name alex Borstein.
2: alex Bornstein, thank you
1: Borstein. no end listen i can't even get it right when i just heard it that's how
2: bad we <laughs> like this.
1: so new elf turns out to be a bad guy all the other elves are like i don't know about this new elf and they say he became he came highly Highly encouraged, or he he, recommended. he came, yeah, highly I recommended.
0: References is what he says.
1: Checked his references. Like there's Elf references. Hey, I you just, don't know. I don't know. It's a whole world. It's a whole world. They only show us a glimpse of making it special. That should really be delved into,
0: Ms. Saint George. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. A lot of this, uh a lot of the problems are things that seem like they're in the backstory. Like there is a Bible yes. that has all of this information and, you know, you've only got 23 minutes. You're not going to, you know, cram it all in there, but yeah, it, it makes and sense.
1: There's nine minutes of it. this is songs. So you really only got so much space. So cut back to the blind girl. Uh, she's reading Braille of twas the night before Christmas. Yep. um, And that's, it's so sad. I was legitimately upset when she goes to sleep and the dog is just like, Well, okay then gets a knapsack like purse out from underneath the bed, crying tears in the puppy's eyes as he grabs a picture of the two of them together from what I assume is about 18 years ago uh, when she was a small child God, (laughs) and then leaves
2: like a hobo. Yeah, here's the thing. This is uh, this is very sad. I don't like that a dog is sad. This is a classic man overreacting uh because like legit this dog is like oh crap okay she almost died and you know like the normal thing would have been to talk it through with her because because in this universe it's established that people can understand when this dog talks and this is the
0: only one that understands calm down now
2: but but like he could he could have you know like he could have he could have helped her find and train a new guide dog and then he could have lived his sweet ass retired life uh, uh with her But when men don't have jobs, they overreact and then and then, you know, start leaving blind girls for the next hot piece of ass that walks through the door. Wait a minute. I'm going to have no job for the next two weeks. Are you assuming I'm just going to walk
1: out of my family? No, there's two types
2: of guys. There's the lazy ones and the ones who define themselves by their career. I'll I'll you so you, oh, wait you a minute. There's the she... ones
1: with no job who I hate, <laughs> and they're the ones with jobs who I also hate.
2: Yeah, this doesn't,
0: <laughs> This feels like a deliberate Explains a lot, Gina. because both Ray and I are currently un- unemployed.
1: Technically, today while we record this, I have a job.
2: No, I was calling out. soon after we're
1: done, I will not.
2: (laughs) No, I was originally calling out the guys who define themselves by their career, and and once that career is taken away, fall into a deep depression spiral like this dog is doing, and leave leave the only person who who truly loves them. I mean, she says to him, she says, "You're my best friend. I don't know what I'd do without you. I would probably start cutting myself." Yeah. I would I would that. really just start gouging into my flesh because I can't live without you. I'm already blind and and you're my one confidant. If you ever leave, I'll jump out a window. And then as soon as she nods off, that dog is like, well, I I think my career is over. I'd better pack up and leave and become well, a hobo. Question mark. Yeah, See,
1: this is and this is the logic gap I have a problem with. And I understand the dog's depressed. But your problem is that you you left the girl with no one to look after her because you failed a moment. So <laughs> yeah. your answer to that is let's just leave forever, making sure that she never has anyone to look after her. Then she'll be dead and I won't have to worry about it, but I'll still be able to feel bad about it.
0: I still feel called out and I'm <laughs> really on the verge of walking out of this podcast.
2: Right I um, mean, as pack up a picture in your suitcase. That's it. Of the three I'm of gonna us. open up
0: my drawer. I'm going to pull out uh, the T-shirt with the three of us on it, put, put, put it in my mouth, <laughs> put it into a bag, uh, carry the bag with my mouth, and then, yeah, leave. <laughs>
1: I'll be honest, this tracks, to be honest with you. This is how I would
0: expect it to end. Uh, also, uh, I believe it was you, Ray, that demanded I pull um, the music for this song. Oh, I, I do want this song as well, please. Oh, yes. uh, yeah. And I, know,
2: and I also said it sounded like... Uh, uh...
0: Oh, it's Gina that said it. The song the, the sex in where the sexy song starts while the dog thinks about fucking the blind girl is what you said. This yeah. is the song you're talking about
2: this is this is Day singing and singing to that dog about fucking that girl why is it so breathy why it's just this that's Fucking,
0: that's Dion Warwick type singing. That's yeah. no, that's this, this is this
2: is. I wish on a star,
0: I'm gonna just... be in you tonight. Dog <laughs> is like, I want to be near you because I want to protect you, and you're like, yeah, fucking drill that girl. Mm.
2: No, I don't want him to drill her. I just think it's a weird, sexy song to play when there's a when there's a dog leaving a blind girl. It, that like, listen, uh... that you could play that next to some sort of Shah Day song about about <sighs> loving someone from afar on the dance floor, but then they get away and then you find them in your dreams that you play this next to it and people would be like, yeah, that's about fucking
0: you <laughs> deserve to be next to Ray in the penitentiary <laughs> for for pedophilia. I am appalled at both <laughs> of you. To be fair, this this
1: show will end much like Seinfeld did with all of us in jail. <laughs> that has been the
0: assumption for a long time. That, that's-
1: <laughs> so we come back to the soulmates. They're now at Earth. They meet Comet. And uh, in a really weird moment, they don't really explain it right away. But the uh, the evil pimp car flies by them, and then suddenly Aurelia's gone. And Orion's like, oh. <laughs> like, doesn't question it. Oh, she must have just, you know, left to go somewhere without saying anything. Seems likely. Anyway, comment. Let's go find Santa. Uh, also, Didn't love that.
0: Uh, I do just want to like uh, uh to to back up what I was saying about them basically being surfer dudes like all this is how uh both of these soulmates speak you scoped it let's rope it partner the whole thing is just like uh like hey dude chill out chillax max bruh you skipped it let's rope it dude let's go surfing
1: <laughs> i would expect all animated elves at the north pole to be just like that they got a cushy job i'm assuming good benefits no these are the assuming n-
0: no crunch not the elves the elves oh. look like normal elves. i feel like the elves the elves were a little crunchy
1: too but maybe i'm wrong about that um here's the deal i would also expect space children who live on skateboards space skateboards yeah to to act that way yes yeah they're more um, like
0: so, boogie boards but you know
1: there's a wonderful moment when the dog and Santa it's in the snow and they're both hoboing out and they both end up at the same bench at the same time. And then they, for whatever reason, get shitty to each other, being like, looks like you have to go, dog. It's my bench. Dog's Santa like, says that, which Actually, is the sir, weirdest. Actually, I believe you have to go. We were here at the same time. They sort of stare each other down, lose the will to fight almost immediately, <laughs> and say, let's just share the bench. Who gives a shit?
2: Yeah, and I kind of enjoyed that moment. Everything about this is weird. Santa telling a dog... Yes. You got to get off this bench. Clearly there's <laughs> enough room for both of them. Obviously. Because they're then, both like sitting
0: a, with yeah. space between them. Like not enough to avoid <laughs> COVID,
2: but still they've got distance. Yeah. there, There's also like a weird moment right after this where Comet says that old bum on the bench looks like Santa. <laughs> <laughs> he does. There's a lot of anti-homeless propaganda
1: in this wholesome Christmas special. <laughs>
0: It is. It is the. Uh, we're still in the Reagan era. Reagan's dead, but uh, I
1: mean it's the Bush era, which is basically Reagan era the sequel. Yeah, not yeah. as good. Not that the first one was any good.
2: <laughs> oh, the Highlander we just, two. We just the found Highlander out two that of presidents. We just found out oh. that Ray loves Ronald Reagan. Uh, that is that is not the case.
0: <laughs> and got in a backhand slap at the original Highlander. I'll
1: take it. Look, I'll take my backhand slaps whenever I can sneak them in. Um. Okay. So they, they. They. He says my name is. Cla-. He says he almost. He. This. This blew my mind because he's. he's the, he doesn't want the dog to know that it's Santa. Like who cares? If it's a dog. Even though can talk. And he says my name is. Uh. I mean my name is Claus. <laughs> oh, you really got him. You really got him, Santa. You fooled him. <laughs> you effing weirdo.
2: Yeah. This is. This is Santa's. Santa is. Is a weird elitist about his bench. He's terrible at lying. I don't know how he's terrible. done this job since the beginning of Santa times.
0: I mean, he has not needed to share his seat or cover up his name at any point <laughs> in his history. Nothing. He's new. I, it.
1: It's like you. It's like you're, you're you're in public. You sit down on a bench and Tom Cruise is sitting next to you, and he doesn't want people to you know freak out. It's just like, oh, my name is Tom. Uh, my name is Cruise. Oh, it doesn't work. It doesn't work, Santa. It never works. It's your effing name. I'm so mad about this moment. It just, it hit me in all the wrong places and I'm so not happy. So Santa says he's not going back. I'm not going back to North Pole. I'm not doing this Christmas shit anymore. Listen, nobody even believes in me. I don't even believe in me. And at this point, I nearly just put on my finest suit and said, this show just got me. This show is killing me. I'm getting very upset right
0: now.
2: Uh yeah, every I I agree. Everything about this at this point is is even more ridiculous. I admit I I almost like I kind of checked out a little bit by this point because I was like yes. <laughs> I felt like they were trying to indoctrinate me into into a cult, and I thought that if I paid too close attention, I would find myself worshiping Santa Zenu. So I, I sort of zoned out a little.
1: <laughs> well, cut over to the North Pole, and it turns out that the evil Angus McBrag, uh, McBrag, can't even say it, that's a terrible name, St. George, I'm looking at you. Um, <laughs> just call him Angus, just please.
0: Just oh, Angus, here. I'm a real in, name. I'm noticing in my uh, transcription, I wrote uh, uh, Angus McBread, and I was like, you know what, I'm pretty sure it's not McBread, <laughs> well, we can come back to that. Like maybe it's like he likes money or something. Like we'll find something else.
1: Fine with that. Oh yeah, like sweet, that sweet, name's no? perfectly fine. Uh, so he he goes to North Pole and says, "Guess I'm the Santa now." And the elves just roll over. The elves are like, "I guess you are Santa now. Let's murder children." Like I'm just like the elves at this point. There's more of them than there are of him. Look because he me. only has two magic hands. I'm the Santa. These elves should have had an elf revolution. Never allowed this to happen. I'll be honest obviously angris is at fault but the elves need to share some responsibility for this
0: failure do you think that santa is not a union buster do you think he has not had the pinkertons come in and bash some knees there's no way that these people are getting together to anybody says i'm your boss they're like okay i guess whatever
1: I think Santa offers no crunch, 40-hour work weeks with benefits and unlimited PTO for whenever you need it. I think Santa is a good enough employer. He hires enough people to cover the slack because, let's face it, he's not actually making any money. So what's the point in cutting corners?
0: I mean... You
1: There's t- no money here.
0: How many how many uh, uh, software companies have you worked for that have gone under? <laughs>
2: How many of my work so for have gone under that zero saying, yet? It's just you're saying it's just a matter of time before Santa realizes his model is unsustainable. Yeah, the
1: bubble's going to burst <laughs> this this <is> 2,000 <laughs> years, everybody. Christmas I mean, I just he's making it work. I assume he gets <laughs> donations or has he's, he's independently wealthy. I don't know. It just seems like this is an operation. And I don't want to believe that the Santa is that from the Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer Rankin Bass, who's a complete asshole. I want to believe in a Santa who is really doing his best. That's why he gets depressed about the world because he's doing it the right way and he sees everybody else doing it the wrong way. If he was a corner-cutting Santa, he wouldn't get depressed over robbery. That's my point.
0: I feel like he's just like the north pole's version of elizabeth holmes he's just constantly <laughs> <acting> <laughs> Hester's. they're just like no 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 this is gonna work trust me on this and and people just uh, buy into it because they hear his deep voice and it's was like you know what i trust you
2: um i'm elves. santa elves are you gonna are you gonna make these toys a little bit faster <laughs> oh my god gina <laughs>
1: Why didn't you play Elizabeth Holmes? That voice is nearly perfect. I tried and failed, and then you just walked up and knocked it out of the park. Here's the deal. I love, I'm mildly obsessed with the Elizabeth Holmes story. When I first found out about it, I inhaled every piece of media I could find out about it uh. for like a week, like because I missed it when it was like happening live oh. and she was meeting with Bill Clinton on on TV. I just missed all of that. I had no idea who she was until after the fall, and I and and I was just like, "This is a thing. I can't believe this is this is everything that's wrong with America." Come full circle, and I love it, I'm and I love of, her for doing uh- it
2: white-collar, white-crime lady stories. I feel like that's every other thing on, like, Hulu is, is like, thank hey, you. remember this white-collar, white-crime lady?
1: Yeah, thank you. Hulu, you're too woke. Can you do more <laughs> stories about white-collar,
2: white men who commit crimes? <laughs> thank you. Go woke, I mean, go broke, Hulu. That's the entire Law & Order franchise that you just named right there, so. <laughs> oh, I
1: love the Law & Order <laughs> <laughs> franchise. More SVU, please. <laughs> More stabler exclamation point, AKA organized crime. Oh, God, I love, I love law and order. Yeah. It's one really of the best. It's one really of the best show on TV. <laughs> My point I'm trying to make here is that they're, they're replacing all of the standard toys with one doll that is mirrored after his henchman doubting Thomas, which I thought was a little biblical and a little weird. That he did this. You pull the string and it hypnotizes you or uses negative actions. I'm not exactly sure how the science on this works. You pull the string and he says, doubt everything you see. And honestly, I think Doubting Thomas created uh, the internet flat earthers <laughs> and every conspiracy <laughs> no, page no. Yet Here, to come. No, here's
2: the thing. Here's why this is bullshit and why all of Christianity is bullshit and the Bible is bullshit <laughs> because the, the Doubting Thomas story, like it, it is, it is. Used as propaganda to not question anything. Yes, that is whereas correct. if you look at the actual story itself, literally, like what happened was there's there's like a scraggly dude that's like, "Hey, uh I'm Jesus," and doubting Thomas is like, "Uh, no, J- I'm sorry, Jesus died a few days ago. There's no possible. We had a medical examiner look at his body. There's no possible way you're Jesus." And and this scraggly dude is like, "No, no, I'm." totally jesus and doubting thomas is like okay you might be jesus but i'm just not going to have take a take your word on it you come in here and say i'm jesus and then i'm just yeah. gonna like like believe him and invest in his whatever upstart computer company he's trying to sell me on i would like some proof sir And then as the story goes, Jesus shows him proof in the form of the stigmata and says, yeah, this is my stigmata. It's not. It's still not healed because it was only a few days ago. And then Doubting Thomas says, you are correct. I am sorry, sir. You're clearly Jesus. Let me invest in your computer upstart business.
1: I will buy your NFTs, Jesus. Yeah.
2: So this (laughs) is like what should be a story of how literally everyone should conduct their life, which is... What we tell the elderly every day, hey, don't fall for these scams, ask for some proof first. Christians are saying, like, no, no, uh, you need to take everything on faith.
1: Can you believe this dumbass needed me to prove the thing I was trying to sell him that was weird and didn't make sense? Yeah, crazy. Then, this guy. And then
2: as the story goes, Thomas became his most, most avid defender and said, like, everyone, this is this is Jesus all the dude was saying was, give me some proof and I'll believe you. He gave him that proof and he believed him. And for, for years now, Catholics are like, don't be a doubting Thomas. And I am fucking sorry, but if I'm going to be one person from the Bible, it's going to be the person that says, oh, okay, this, this is an interesting idea. Do you have any proof? I want to be that person. Look, I
1: can't believe the two of you are pushing me into the position of having to be the religious defender on this show. (laughs) Seems a little unfair, but I will say if I was going to pick one person from the Bible, I was going to be the answer is Samson. This guy took the jaw of like what a donkey and murdered an army with it. This is the baddest dude on the planet. I'll be Samson all day. You can be your guy who doesn't believe things without proof. Yo, Christopher Hitchens. I, you. I
2: have some bad news about this is a truly male take, by the way, this is a truly, I want extreme strength for a very short period of time. And then to live the rest of my days in unloved isolation weak as fuck.
0: Oh, that uh, sounds great. That sounds <laughs> normal. Ray. Didn't, uh, Samson get strong when he had hair. <laughs> Why do you think I'm so jealous of him? <laughs>
1: Of course, that's the guy I want to be, Chan. Why does this not make sense to you?
0: <laughs> I will say that this whole Doubting Thomas thing, uh, i, I it, that's where I say it didn't feel like it came at me with a religious angle. It felt like, um, again, sort of like Californian uh, hippy-dippy philosophy of like doubting yourself. If you yeah. have a uh, negative, uh, what is that, the, the, the voice inside your head, uh, neg- negative self-talk, uh, then you will you know, be sad, you will be fearful, you will live a, uh, an unpleasant life, and that's what this doll is trying to do. I don't remember, uh, at one point they actually have the, uh, the doll talking. And it's like, yeah, you're a piece of shit. You know, you you don't believe yourself. I yeah, believe
1: I it. love that. Doll. He just calls him a piece of shit. I love that. Uh, doll. And, and to what Chan's saying? I know that doubting Thomas is a biblical reference. I just saw it as just a regular reference, like it was just put in there. I don't think it because nothing else about this thing is churchy at all. So really? to me, it was just like, here's a reference that everybody knows, everybody understands. It is biblical but this isn't a churchy show. It's just, I used it because everybody knows what it is.
2: That's a, uh, that's, that's, that's the, the okay. take I got out of First it. First of all, everybody knows who it is, is the most, uh, fucking like Catholic Christian centric shit I've ever <laughs> heard.
1: Yes. Where do you think this came from? If it came from Ontario, Canada, that's basically the same as coming from the Midwest of the United States. I mean, Toronto is basically like Chicago of Canada.
2: I'm just saying Sorry, they, co- they could or, have called it literally anything else, but instead they chose to call, they chose to directly reference something from the Bible. And a lot of this feels churchy to me. A lot of this show feels very churchy. Yeah. Me. Until
1: the Lord shows up on a cloud. I just don't see it as religious programming. Maybe I, mean, maybe the I, moon, I, I my bar is a little higher. The
2: moon talking know. to, again, they're, they're very clearly mimicking the scene in It's a Wonderful Life where God yeah. is talking to the angels. In this, they're just like hiding it. They're saying, like, what we're, if yeah. God was the moon
1: and that's the, the point, angels
2: though. were space soulmates?
1: That's it. They they took that scene, but they changed it. So it's not God and angels, it's the moon and space soulmates. No, mates, they did that because they want to making get sued. it secular.
2: They didn't want to get
0: sued. It's not a moon. It's like some weird uh Boltzmann brain on the other side of the universe. They established we are on the other other side of the universe. Other other
1: side of the universe, which is Uh, crazy. And wouldn't we get sued, Gina? Get sued by God? Is he just... That would be ultimate proof right there if God came (laughs) down and served papers over a
0: 1991 Canadian cartoon. Oh, shit. If he does show up, that does make Gina the Doubting Thomas.
2: Uh, And and it's it's all I ever wanted. (laughs) It's
1: a little late in the show to put a commercial break, but maybe... (laughs) Um, okay, so let's race to the end here because we're of course going long. Um, they make a big joke about how they have tele- telepathy between the two soulmates, and so he uses his headphone. Ha <laughs> ha! Get it, headphone. Yeah, man. Another the dog thing that they
2: this feels like a hat it. on a hat.
1: It just, just going for it. And uh, uh, there's too much negativity though at the North Pole because they're just blasting negativity out. Oh, and there's another line when Dou- uh, the, the doubting Thomas doll and the head elf from the image and, 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 and Angris says, I'm going to try the doll out on you. And I don't know how you take that in a non-sexual way. I just don't, <laughs> I do not, especially the powers of the doll have not been firmly established. <laughs> I assume he's just shoving it right up in there. And and it was horrifying. It was horrifying. Quite frankly. You know I what? Mean, there was
2: get fucked by a doll that looks exactly like themselves. <laughs>
1: to be honest, I dream about it a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there was One. Gag that I that made me smile a little bit.
1: Was it the headphone gag, Chan? Because you have to tell us by <laughs> law if it was the headphone
0: gag. <laughs> you, you have, have to disclose. No, that would be fair. Is your new toy shop boss, Thomas? Doubting Thomas. Doubting Thomas. Thomas. He told me to taste
2: them for <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. That's pretty good. That's fine. It's cute.
1: <laughs> I like that. To be fair. Good joke. St. George, you're back on the good side. (laughs) (laughs) So too much negativity. There's, um, we learned about the new concept because, you know, act three, that's when you're supposed to introduce every new concept, right? Magical imagining now sees the table. Uh, the doll has hypnotized our, our friendly Aurelia, but through magical imagining, which means I just want something to be true. Therefore it is true. Oh shit. This is religious. God damn it. (laughs) God damn it. Okay. Uh He wishes it to be true. So it becomes true. She breaks the spell through his dream wishing. (laughs) She punches, punches doubting Thomas square in the face, which I was here for quite honestly. And then she blasts him with a positivity vibe. (laughs) And now suddenly he no longer has stubble. That yeah. was the part that blew my mind. It clean shaved him. <laughs> That's
2: how strong this power is. Yeah. As as a woman who, <clears throat> as a woman who likes a little bit of a five o'clock shadow, I don't like this propaganda. <laughs>
1: but you also love cigars too.
2: Ugh, ugh.
1: Okay. Well, it gets rid of the cigar too. So you got to take the good with the bad. Yeah, but it the doesn't make him life.
2: taller. If you're going to, if you're going to like make him oh, fucking boy, tall, if you're, gonna, if you're going to, if you're going to be like, okay, now he's the oh, ideal oh, no. pinnacle of a man. No. get get rid of the cigar make him tall keep the fire Turn him six data. foot four nope.
1: with snow jobs abs from that one episode of gi yeah. joe
0: thank thomas, you thomas thomas is a short king how dare you? <laughs>
2: no, he's not. Just like three seconds before he got blasted, he was all like fucking terrible about everything.
0: He was, <laughs> he was broody. He was dark. He had, he was mysterious.
2: No, no one um, wants broody. He had your five o'clock what, stubble. What, what am I, a 12 year old like, girl watching the CW? I mean, <laughs> but with no, with no knowledge of deeper themes and what like, I could be getting. How many, how many CW shows
0: have you watched repeatedly? Gina? Oh, yeah, I oh, love them. Give me oh, all boy. those yeah, men. The answer's a lot.
1: Gina is a 12-year-old one. See, I, what I really appreciate about this episode of Knowing Is Half the Podcast is that for the first time in a long time, I'm the least problematic person here. And I'm, <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm loving this. I can see why you guys do this. This is great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, yes, on. go ahead. Sorry, Wait, go ahead, so, Jen. Yeah, yeah. Here, here is the Doubting Thomas doll. This is what he says. And I think.
2: Look into my eyes. You no longer believe in yourself, or in anything you do. You are utterly hopeless. I am utterly really hopeless.
0: So, to me, that definitely reads as, yeah, not not religious, but like bad self-esteem. You know? No,
2: he just turned her into an atheist.
0: And. <laughs>
2: That's why and- she's so unhappy suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> it's the propaganda.
0: The see it, believe it, make it come true thing. I mean, that's straight up the secret. Right.
2: Yeah, there. which right. I also hate. Right. Yeah.
1: No, no. <laughs> and to be fair, this predates the book The Secret by 15 years. I had to look it up because I swear to God I learned about The Secret when I was in high school. That was not even close to the case.
2: The secret came out well after I'd moved to Los Angeles. Yeah. Look, this- here, I mean, here's the thing. I give me, give me <clears throat> if my uh I want my Christmas movies either overtly like Christmassy. Or just about the the general larger thing of, well, when people are nice and work together, they can accomplish things, which is like, I I feel like sort of like Elf, right? Like, that's the message in Elf. Uh, But this is it it feels like it it feels like what they do is they say, can you come in to Melissa St. James's place and And take a personality test before and after you watch this. (laughs) And then at the end of it, they say, yeah, what your problem is, you don't believe in yourself enough. And then I say, oh, my God, you're right. And they're like, but if you join our Church of St. James-Otology, we will make sure you believe in yourself. And then I say, oh, my God, yeah. And then they give you a blank book and then you fill in all the ways you're going to believe in yourself. And then they charge you for the book and tell you you're done. (laughs) <laughs> Which I feel like is what all those self-help books are, right? They're like half just worksheets that you're filling out th- yourself where I'm just like, I did not pay to buy a book to do work, sir.
1: <laughs> it's the, the the secret. I remember when that came out and like Oprah uh, pushed it and it was a big deal. And a lot of uh, house moms around the around the Midwest were way, way, way into it. Which should I remember be the first like, red
2: flag. Oprah and house moms are every uh, red flag. What are you talking about? She
1: she's behind other great
2: things like Doctor
1: Oz oh, <laughs> and Doctor Phil. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> uh. and I just remember I I I wanted to learn about. It. I'm somebody. There's a big thing. Everybody's into it. I want to learn what it is. So I'm just like I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of uh, unlock your mental potential thing here, and I can get something from it. I'm gonna learn what this is. Uh-huh. And so I remember watching a video uh, about The Secret, and the part that I remember very vividly is when they were just like, okay. You you want a fancy sports car and it's like, okay, I do. I do want a fancy sports car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what you want to do is, uh, okay. So should I like work hard or like, you <laughs> know, uh, advance myself in some way or be better to other people? No, 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 that's bullshit. What I want you to do is sit in this chair and I want you to close <laughs> your eyes and imagine you're driving that sports car, reach out and grab the stick and because it's a manual transmission and now start wiggling the stick. Start wiggling that stick, and just, whoa, oh, whoa, and you're going so whoa, fast! Whoa, and you're, whoa, oh you oh, you no, no. feel the wind no. in your hair. You were I remember thinking to myself, that doesn't get him any closer to getting a
0: sports car. You idiot. Ray, that wasn't the secret. You were listening to audio pornography. Oh, no. <laughs> My part of jerk this story is that
2: Ray watched a video about a book instead of reading the book. <laughs> Gina, you should know me well enough by now to know how I operate. You wanted also, some knowledge, but not enough to actually attain that
1: knowledge. <laughs> so not only does the secret not really work, also listening to audio drama porn um, also does not get you any closer to a sports car, sadly. <laughs> I'm just sitting over here disappointed because I had a Miata at the time and now I don't anymore. What happened to my life?
2: You can what still, happened, you Gina? You still on a Miata. That's very much an attainable goal.
1: <laughs> Maybe.
2: Not convinced.
0: Dream big, Ray. Uh,
1: okay. So the, the the new Aurelia and Thomas now newly good, walk out the front door of the place they're being kept, run into Angris, who just immediately turns them negative and captures them again. And I say, what the F was the point of that scene in the first place? When you immediately deny it, the literal next scene, I was getting a little annoyed at this point. So the blind girl has woken up from nighttime and somehow typed out a letter to Santa perfectly. I'm just not convinced that's how anything would work. It's still in the actual typewriter, Uh, and and she goes back to bed unfinished because she hasn't signed it it the wind blows it out of the typewriter out the window and somehow 10 miles away to where the dog and santa are on
0: the bench what are you the wind that was specifically the magic also it didn't the the doubting thomas doll didn't turn them back at that point he just used uh uh angris used held it out like a gun threatening oh he did he did you know what you're right and to be fair it was magic wind
1: that's fine i have the same around thanksgiving time i understand it so santa gets the letter and says i lost my glasses dog read this to me and then it hit me how fundamentally weird this cartoon really is at the end of the day uh the dog reads the letter can't put together that it could possibly possibly be the little girl that he ran away from Uh, But thankfully, Santa, in one of the most amazing 1966 Batman plot twists, has a letter code detector at the North Pole that can determine who wrote the unsigned letter. Let's go up there and find it.
0: That feels very much like a thing that a Santa Claus would have. Yes. you expect kids to know proper epistolary etiquette? (laughs) No. Some of them are going to get it wrong. Wow. They're not going to sign it properly, you know. They're not going to um, put the little CC things down at the bottom. You know, it's th- this is this is the least uh, uh, problematic thing it, in here
1: in the history of uh, alliteration epistolary etiquette is maybe one of the nicest things that's ever been said. Robert Clark Chan, you get a point too today. That was excellent.
0: <laughs> I am a gift to you all.
1: <laughs> You're a gift like that. Doubting Thomas doll is a gift. <laughs>
0: I mean, I would not be upset to get one of those for Christmas.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I bet you're going to start making them now. I would give these you, out to kids to see who the strong ones are. Thank you.
0: <laughs> we know out the weak. Thank you, Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What I love about this is there's
1: about 90 seconds to go in this cartoon. So this really, it's like those G.I. Joe episodes we watched where they do all the setup and they have no time to pay anything out. So good guys just show up quickly, win, and wave at the sunset. And that's basically what happens here. Santa just walks in the front door where everybody's already gathered, uses Santa magic to just win, turns all the toys into good good toys immediately, and just like straight up, it's the biggest finish since an Ultimate Warrior match around this exact same time period. It's the, One of the power
0: of things. magical imagining. Jesus Christ, Ray. <laughs> They've mentioned it a billion times. How do you not? He I don't like it, it. As he's walking in, it's like, here's the power of magic imagining. Listen, grabbing the stick of that imaginary sports car doesn't
1: work. That's all I'm trying to say. They now find out, oh, what the hell? It's a letter from Ella, your blind kid friend, uh, dog. Oh, Let's return you home and everybody can hug.
2: D- is is the it, end. Wait, it's is offense. it revealed to the dog at any point that he lost his vision momentarily because of No. Because no. of Matt? because this is what would out of the whole thing as someone who <laughs> is legally blind. This would be the thing that I would be fixated on. Like I would if I was that dog, I would start making I would be like, "Do I have a tumor? Like what's it did it momentarily press on my pr- prefrontal cortex to make my vision go blurry. Like blurry vision is a sign of some fucked up shit. I think that this dog needs a full medical checkup or Santa needs to be like, Hey, by the way, since I'm sort of all knowing, I can tell you, don't worry about that minor health scare. It was the bad guy. I'm upset that no one sets his mind at ease about the temporary blindness. He doesn't
0: need it anymore because he now believes in himself. (laughs)
2: That's not how blindness works. That's That's how how imagining
0: works, Gina. Uh,
2: No, I don't like this. I don't like
1: this Mm -hmm. at all. So that is literally the end of the episode. Like Santa kicks him out in about 30 seconds. We all cheer. Drop the dog off. (laughs) Good night. We're out. (laughs) It's a lot of setup for a very quick anticlimactic payoff, quite honestly. (laughs) There it is. The Internet's world-famous Christmas gift of light. Now it's as if you've seen it yourself. If you decided to listen to a podcast, that was roughly four times the length of the actual cartoon.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. When we drop this, we absolutely have to tweet at the original poster and everyone involved just in case they want to hear our sweet, sweet take on this insane cartoon. Chan, I'm relying on you for this because I don't want to do it.
0: I mean... (laughs) Gina's the one that brought it to us oh
1: yeah like Gina's gonna be the one working our social media account let's just start right there that's our show everybody knowing is half the podcast is the show you could find us a lot of places wherever you podcast if this is the first time you've ever heard the show because Robert Clark Chan I don't know if I've ever said this to you before every episode is someone's first time
0: listening to the show Uh, so like a virgin (laughs) a
2: Touch yeah, for or, the very first time. Or like a soulmate, which I'm told everybody needs soulmate. one. Feel, <sighs> my, feel my headphones.
0: Let's it's feel headphones. Ha ha. <laughs> 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 that
1: one really, that one's now getting me. I, I'm coming around on that one. <laughs> I, think, I think I really do appreciate that joke now. It's a dad joke. And maybe that's why it needed to be said about eight times before I finally started laughing. Yep anyway knowing is half the podcast you can find us on facebook.com knowing is half the podcast uh, you can also find us on patreon patreon.com knowing is half the podcast for five dollars a month you can get almost 500 episodes of this show if you're newly discovering it wow that's a that's a lot of content yes there's over 250 episodes on the feed imagine more just imagine so end up there someday it'll help get you through your inventory nights I'll tell you that it's like you're you just watched a cartoon with friends except you didn't watch it but they're talking about it that's yeah. what this show is <laughs> i hope you enjoy it uh, otherwise you can find us on twitter at gi joe podcast or individually i am at almighty ray at
0: 999 rpms
1: i'm at gina ippy and i'm gonna put a plug in for reclaim detroit a vampire the masquerade oh. audio drama at vampire detroit, detroit on twitter <laughs> vampiredetroit.com if you want to hear a great audio drama fully voiced fully musicaled everything about vampires in detroit which i just found out tom hiddleston is making a movie that's coming out soon about vampires living in detroit so i'm glad i got mine out when i could <laughs> sue him <laughs> sue him yeah that movie was in production probably longer than my show was but i just found out about it so i'm okay and i have this public record to prove it <laughs>
0: uh I, I must say that uh, my favorite part of your uh uh reclaim detroit is the extended sequence where you're uh, fondling a gear stick, uh, for a manual transmission <laughs> Miata. Yeah, uh, I didn't understand it, but just, you know, like I really felt it. I really felt it.
2: <laughs> now you can manifest it. You can, Chan. If you think of Ray in your home right now, uh-huh. fondling a gear shift for a manual mm. transmission Miata, mm. then you can manifest it.
0: Whoa. Oh, no. Wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> Chan,
1: I have to burst your bubble. My Miata was an automatic.
0: Ew.